What is DeFi? DeFi is the trendy shortened version of the term decentralized finance. And to better understand what decentralized finance is, we will compare it with centralized finance, or the not so trendy CeFi for short. So the word finance in these concepts simply refers to the financial industry at large, while decentralized and centralized describe the nature of its foundation and how it works. Currently, the entire traditional global financial system is centralized. So centralized finance is just how financial systems work now and how they have worked in the past few decades. And as we can all see, especially in recent times, the CFI or Centralized Finance Foundation is severely outdated and highly manipulated, making it wrought with costly fees and efficiencies, deception, fraud, and corruption, all while being vastly inaccessible to most people living on the planet. Maybe more for the better than worse, who really knows with all this inflation, devaluation of fiat currencies, and waves of bank failures. Luckily, the leaps and bounds we've made in the technological realm this past decade have allowed for the development and emergence of a new decentralized financial foundation. So although DeFi stands for the term decentralized finance, the word DeFi is used colloquially to describe the movement or crusade towards a low-cost, fast, efficient, trustworthy, and completely transparent global financial ecosystem, one that operates without any central authority and is highly accessible to everyone around the world with just a smartphone and internet connection. Cool. Now that we know DeFi, conversationally and in the media, alludes to a paradigm shift in the global financial industry, let's talk about the underlying technology that has millennials, Gen Xers, and some boomers alike actually bullish on DeFi, becoming a reality and widely adopted in the not-so-distant future. DeFi's foundation, blockchain. So how can the backbone of a new global financial system conceivably harbor all of these attributes like efficiency, transparency, and accessibility that have been completely absent from the current system we've known and been subjected to our entire lives? Ethical politicians? Altruistic governments? Philanthropic financial institutions? Decent, hardworking Gen Zs? Nope. Oxymoronic quips will not be our saving grace. Neither will leaving matters in the hands of actual, genuinely ethical and altruistic people. Instead, the new financial era will operate from the very place numbers, mathematics, physics, and computer science were derived, the ever-enduring fabric of the universe. Traditionally, banks, accountants, bookkeepers, and governments have managed the financial system. However, in the coming years, DeFi will allow the entire financial foundation to operate purely from principles of mathematics and computer science using what's known as blockchain technology. Blockchain's recording and storage protocols make it such that once new data is verified, it is unmodifiable, it's distributed across a vast network of computers around the world, so it's hard to destroy, and no one person or entity controls the data or network, creating a transparent environment. And blockchain technology is the cornerstone of decentralized finance, as it's what makes the decentralization aspect of DeFi possible. So without losing sight of this video, if you would like to learn more about the details of Ethereum's blockchain foundation, check out this video guide by clicking on the link above. Amazing! Now let's talk about the technological layers built on top of its blockchain base from which DeFi was born. Hello, I'm CryptoCasey and in this video we are going to explore what DeFi is, how its ecosystem works, its technological architecture, and why it could become the foundation of the future global financial system. Let's hit it. Please check out our sponsors, iTrust Capital, Morales Money, and Tangent Wallet. Trade cryptocurrencies tax-free within an individual retirement account, or IRA, with iTrust Capital. 
Practice finding altcoin gems before they pump to prepare for the next face-melting altcoin season with Morales Money. And invest in your very own cold storage hardware wallet like Tangent Wallet. It's the size of a credit card, multi-currency, multi-chain, and it's by far the easiest crypto wallet to set up and use on the market right now. Note that Tangent has been swamped, so orders have been backed up for a few weeks. So pre-order one to get your spot in line for the next batch of wallets today. Scroll down and use links below to access the correct and official sites as well as redeem any special offers they have for us. Sweet. So Bitcoin and Ethereum are both use cases of blockchain technology with different purposes. Bitcoin is simply a digital currency that people can use as a form of payment to send to and from each other or hold as a store of value, while Ethereum is basically a programmable blockchain that people can build software on to create valuable products and services. And due to decentralized properties of blockchain technology, the software people can build on Ethereum are called Decentralized Applications, or DApps for short. And the nature and potential of these Decentralized Applications, or DApps, inspired the idea and desire for a crusade towards Decentralized Finance, or DeFi, back in November of 2018. The DeFi movement aims to transform the current financial system into a more transparent and trustworthy system, like we discussed about the nature of its underlying blockchain technology. So let's talk about how all of these decentralized financial applications are being developed and working together to make the DeFi era become a reality sooner than we think. DeFi's financial stack. There are five main components of DeFi's financial stack or framework that lend to its potential usability and mass adoption in the global financial realm. Let's briefly go over these five components together. Component one, stable coins. So each cryptocurrency has a different function or utility. And types of cryptocurrencies that peg their price to something with stable pricing, like the US dollar, are known as stable coins. For example, DAI, or DAI, is a token that is pegged to the US dollar in that it maintains the same value as the US dollar. This makes the token price stable, staying at nearly $1 per DAI, which is why tokens with this function are called stablecoins. Stablecoins were designed to bridge the gap between fiat currencies and cryptocurrencies, and also decrease the volatility associated with holding those cryptocurrencies by allowing people with the token to hold an amount of cryptocurrency with less price fluctuation. For example, when you look at the price of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum, you will see how their prices are constantly in flux. One minute, Bitcoin can be worth 30,000, and the next, it can be worth 27,000. On the other hand, with DAI, you can hold $10,000 worth of the cryptocurrency, and minute to minute and day to day, the value will be representative of the US dollar and remain relatively unchanged, which gives stablecoins like DAI a lot of utility in the DeFi space. So as you can see, stablecoins are an important building block in the DeFi financial system, as it ensures the stability of value in the market. Cool. Concept two, exchanges. Exchanges in DeFi are commonly referred to as a DEX or DEX, which is just short for decentralized exchange. And DEXs are financial applications that allow users to swap cryptocurrencies for other types of cryptocurrencies directly, peer to peer without any intermediary. Currently with centralized exchanges, intermediaries like companies function as middlemen to facilitate trading assets and charge their users trading fees, while also being under-collateralized, causing liquidity issues when trying to place big orders. However, with decentralized exchanges like OneInch or Uniswap, users can trade cryptocurrencies like Ether in exchange for DAI with minimal custodial risk due to the nature of blockchain technology while keeping their data private, maintaining complete control over all their funds, 
and exchanging cryptocurrencies directly with other users for small swap fees instead of less secure, costly third parties. So you can see how DeFi exchanges offer important functionality to the DeFi financial stack, offering low fees, superior security, over collateralization, and overall increased control and ease of asset management for users. Next. Component three, money markets. Money markets simply represent lending and borrowing of money. And money markets provide liquidity, which is a key component of any financial market. In centralized money markets, this can only largely be done by banks. There are some online peer-to-peer -peer applications that facilitate lending and borrowing outside of the banking system. However, again, like we've discussed with other DeFi tools, these options are not as secure, private, low-cost, liquid, or functional as DeFi money markets. With these centralized money markets, users can borrow and lend their cryptocurrency assets in exchange for interest. Lending your cryptocurrency in exchange for interest can be a great way to earn passive income on idle assets you are holding for an extended period of time if you're comfortable assuming the risk. Unlike traditional peer-to-peer -peer lending available with centralized services like Lending Club, DeFi money market projects like Compound use what's called a liquidity pool model. So if users want to lend cryptocurrency assets, instead of lending it directly to a user, the cryptocurrency is placed in the pool with other lenders' funds and users that want to borrow can secure a loan with an interest rate that is based on supply and demand. And DeFi money markets are completely transparent. So anyone at any time can review the amounts of loans issued from a lending pool to ensure that the liquidity pool is over collateralized or that there is more than enough cryptocurrency backing the outstanding loans. Another interesting thing about DeFi money markets is there are no credit scores or history associated with users, which ensures borrowers' privacy. Instead, in order to secure a loan with a DeFi money market, borrowers use collateralized debt positions or CDPs, which is similar to how you are able to lean against your house or take out a loan secured by land or some other assets as collateral. So in a DeFi money market, a borrower would deposit a certain amount of some cryptocurrency asset in order to borrow another. And if the value of the cryptocurrency they used as collateral for the loan ever drops below the amount they borrowed, the loan instantly goes into liquidation, eliminating the position. So in this scenario, a borrower would pay a penalty to the liquidators and any excess collateral would be issued back to the lenders. So you can see how DeFi money markets are much more transparent and trustworthy while offering users the ability to earn interest income from idle cryptocurrencies and liquidity through cryptocurrency loans. Amazing. Component four, synthetics. Synthetic is a term used in finance that represents an asset designed to behave like another asset, except with some specific changes made to the asset's behavior. So since the asset is not actually the asset it's mimicking, that is why the word synthetic is used, because it's made to imitate something that's real. In finance, synthetic products are derivatives, and derivatives are assets whose value is derived from and dependent on the value of another asset. These include options, swaps, and futures contracts. So synthetic financial products exist because they offer investors highly customizable options that provide certain risk exposure and cash flow patterns. The current centralized synthetic asset market value is about one quadrillion dollars. So you can see how this type of financial instrument is necessary to have in DeFi's financial stack. In DeFi, decentralized synthetics are tokens that follow the price of another token. And these decentralized synthetics are used to simulate activities like funding, liquidity creation, and market access. 
while offering complete transparency and superior security of the underlying cryptocurrency assets. Users can engage in synthetic activities in DeFi through platforms like Synthetix, with an X at the end. Synthetix is a decentralized platform that issues synthetic cryptocurrency assets. So using the Synthetix platform, users can use ETH as collateral and mint Synthetic DAI, which is represented by a lowercase s in front of the abbreviation DAI. With Synthetic DAI, a user gets simulated price exposure to the US dollar. This part of DeFi's financial stack is extremely complex and could expose users to a lot of risk. Which brings us to the final component of the DeFi stack. Component 5. Insurance. Insurance is used to mitigate risk and protect people from certain types of losses. In DeFi, decentralized insurance protects users against the risks associated with using these new bleeding-edge financial protocols. Unlike centralized insurance that requires people to use insurance companies, in decentralized insurance, users can choose to provide insurance in exchange for interest or they can buy insurance. DeFi projects that currently offer decentralized insurance products and services include Nexus Mutual and Open, spelled O-P-Y-N. Essentially, decentralized insurance acts as a safeguard against hacks, glitches, or bugs, so users feel more comfortable knowing their cryptocurrency assets are protected while working and investing in this very new DeFi ecosystem. Brilliant. Now that we are familiar with all of the categories of DeFi's financial stack, Let's go into some detail about how all of these apps are working together to understand how DeFi could become the backbone of our future global financial system. DeFi's architecture, money Legos. The simplest way to describe and understand DeFi's architecture or the relationship between all of these components and decentralized financial applications on Ethereum is by comparing them to Legos. In fact, when you do some research on the internet about DeFi, you will find that most people compare the DeFi architecture to Legos. So imagine DeFi is its own theme of Legos, and within this theme, there are five different categories of DeFi Lego blocks. These categories represent each component of DeFi's stack. And then imagine within those categories, there are unique sets of Legos that represent dApps or decentralized applications. So if you are a developer in the DeFi space and you have a project in mind you want to build, you can assess the different categories and sets of Legos to use in a symbol that would work together to create your product or service. In more technical terms, each Lego basically represents computer protocols that dictate how the dApp interacts with the Ethereum ecosystem, other dApps, and cryptocurrencies. This architecture allows developers to essentially build on existing foundations while mixing and matching pre-built functionalities to create new financial products and services. And one of the main principles of the DeFi ecosystem is to achieve interoperability. That way each new project doesn't just exist as an individual product or service, but rather serves as a new Lego piece or building block developers can leverage for other projects. Sweet. Let's break down a couple of DeFi projects together to better understand how the DeFi architecture works from a development standpoint. Check it out. MakerDAO is the protocol behind the DAI stablecoin. And the team behind MakerDAO created a collateralized debt position tool using a custom smart contract that connects with DAI stablecoin. So imagine the custom smart contract as one Lego piece and the DAI stablecoin as another Lego piece. Connected together, they create the MakerDAO CDP tool, which enables users to borrow funds in the form of DAI using Ether as collateral. So users can continue to have price exposure to Ether while using DAI. MakerDAO's CDP tool is open for other developers to use and create other tools and projects. In fact, 
The project called Compound operates using the MakerDAO CDP tool, the stablecoin DAI, and their own custom smart contract. So the MakerDAO CDP tool Lego piece, the DAI Lego piece, and the Compound custom smart contract Lego piece all connected together creates Compound. And Compound is a lending market that is using MakerDAO's pre-built borrowing infrastructure to operate. So instead of having to build the borrowing aspect from scratch, they connected with another existing DeFi project. And these are just two examples of projects that are using just a few building blocks to create useful financial products and services. Some other projects like Zerian use an assembly of a myriad of blocks or projects to create a valuable new service. Zerian uses MakerDAO, Compound, Uniswap, Metamask, Trust Wallet, Coinbase Wallet, and Tokenary to provide users with a simple, single entry point to an array of DeFi services. With these more complex structures, developers have the ability to build on top of and add more blocks to existing DeFi architecture. So instead of choosing from a pile of random Legos to start assembling something, they can actually take an existing Lego structure to run with in a new direction. Amazing. Now we can see how DeFi's Lego-like architecture allows for efficient, limitless creation and expansion of a whole new global financial universe. And when interacting with DeFi apps, sometimes the only way we can access them is by using a VPN or virtual private network service like NordVPN. For example, if we try to access the DeFi exchange one inch and receive this 403 access restricted notice, it is because we need to use a VPN, which is a service that allows you to connect to public networks like Wi-Fi through an encrypted tunnel that protects your privacy while online. So to further protect ourselves as crypto investors, we should definitely be using a VPN or virtual private network because it keeps our identity private by hiding our IP address and masking our location. So any data that passes through while your device is connected to the internet is safe and we're able to access websites our country may otherwise be trying to censor us from. VPNs also prevent people, companies, etc. from watching and tracking your online activity. So as crypto investors, using VPNs can protect us while we're connected to public networks, as some hackers have ways to steal our data when connected to them. And like I said, my personal favorite VPN provider is NordVPN. It's extremely easy to set up, very user-friendly, and if you use the link in the description area below to access the correct and official site, they are offering their services to our community at a discount. And it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee so we can try them out. So scroll down and check them out. Awesome. So if you would like to finally have that eureka moment about how cryptocurrency wallets, seed phrases, and private keys work, check out this video. If you would like to understand how Bitcoin works and why its revolutionary technology can help us maintain power over some of our wealth, check out this video. And to protect your data and crypto with NordVPN, click on the link on the screen. Like and subscribe for more. Be safe out there.